0: Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, July 26, 2023, season 19, episode number 11. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the 2023 Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, California, and uh, we're ready for a new season here on The Break we got some new things for you guys this season. We got a, uh, a, long ste- a long time member of our team who is no longer on the break staff. He will be uh, branching off into his own show, Nick Eaton, starting up a new show called Cowboy Storyline. Check the website, mobile app later today, tomorrow, I think, for his first episode of that show. But we've got joining our show the one and only Mr. Patrick Walker, uh, joining Brian, joining Amber. <laughs> And uh, we're now ready to get this thing rolling. Thank you, Patrick, for joining us. We're excited to have you on the show, and um, let's go. For those that haven't, I guess, followed your work, give us a little bit of a a taste that. of yeah, we're a little, little taste of kind of <laughs> where you've been and, and what you've been doing. Obviously, you on the uh, the the B show, yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. And, uh, and so now we've moved you up to Varsity time to step early. up but uh but talk a little bit about like <laughs> like your background and, and how long you've been covering this team
2: well first of all shouts out to uh talking cowboys and my guys over there kyle and and rob who's not with us um but nick harris and isaiah Stanback obviously but uh prior to, to coming into the the organization covered the the team for several years with cbs sports Proud of that 24 7 sports and that entire outfit um, and it's always been a pleasure of me to not only cover the team, but be a lifelong fan of the team. So for those that don't know about me, uh, this this tattoo right here that I got when I was in college, I'm quite literally a massive Cowboys fan. But the beauty of it is, is being able to separate the science, as I call it, uh, from the fandom. So I get to enjoy it on two different fronts when it's enjoyable. Right. So And now I'm on the uh on this team i'm not going to say a or b i'm on this team (laughs) with some uh some heavy hitters and i'm just looking forward to to contributing
3: yeah i'll tell you what though it's uh i've uh, i know this is the first time i've i've known you a long time long time long time time. always respected your work from afar uh matter of fact you and i've gotten some arguments before corrected each other on stuff and it's worked out great super excited about working with you as always and I have won an award with that lady sitting to your left and this She's guy got a right lot of awards so Yeah, this guy uh, that he'll direct you all the way you need to go but uh, I lo- really do look forward to. There will be a lot of really good conversation. Yes. I look forward to like, you know, the post game stuff, the breakdowns during the week, getting ready for the opponents. I think that Fans of the break should be super excited about the lineup that Derek Eagleton has rolled out here today. Really great job, boss.
1: Well we'll we'll see how it goes. I feel really good about this one. I think we got actually to be honest with you across all of our shows, I think we got some really, really good fits. Adding John Show to talking Cowboys, I think that's a be big deal really right, right there. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. then obviously getting that brand new show with Nick. I think we, we got a lot of things in store for fans. I think fans are going to enjoy it. I know I know people don't like change. Just trust me on this one. It's <laughs> going to be fine. We'll, we'll make it work. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk some Cowboys football. Let's talk about Trayvon Diggs. Man yeah. got paid mm-hmm. yesterday. Five-year, $97 million contract. Patrick, what are the, uh, I guess, the, uh, the details of, of the deal?
2: Well, first of all, it, it definitely was a pleasant surprise with the Cowboys having so many heavy hitters that they need to try to get under contract for the long term. Talk about CeeDee Lamb, Trevon Diggs is one of those, Micah Parsons is coming up as well, and now we have the Zach Martin conversation. Um, but to be able to lock up Trevon Diggs' five-year extension, which totals out to six years because he's going into year four of his rookie deal with no fifth-year option, second-round pick. Right. Um, so it's ultimately a six-year deal worth upwards of $100 million. Technically, it's ninety-seven, but... You know reports are that it could be up to 100 or even 104 million dollars so uh it it slots right in there's something that you said brian offline that hits perfectly it's right yeah. in stephen jones wheelhouse it doesn't set the market but it gets the player right. right where he needs to be so there's that sweet spot that was struck and now you have uh, inarguably the best cornerback in this franchise's history since Deion Sanders. It shouts out to Terrence Newman, who was a great cornerback, but he wasn't able to do what a guy like Trevon Diggs has done in the first three seasons. So Diggs is locked up, five-year extension, uh, upwards of $100 million. Bravo to both Diggs, his agent, and the Cowboys organization for getting it done.
3: Yeah, this was the one I felt like that was going to be really, really tough. And because I was thinking, okay, where you know we have a history here with the, the Diggs brothers are outspoken even to the point where, where we were talking about Madden numbers and like, ah, you know, it's all, it's trash. It's all that. <laughs> and you're thinking, man, this is a competitive family. And, you know, so you're thinking like, well, without that fifth year option, really that safety net, I mean, there's, they're talking about tags and all this thing kind of going through. And, but this was the one that I thought was going to be trouble for Stephen Jones at Pacific and those guys. But in, in fact, though, like you said, Patrick, this one was right in their wheelhouse because it didn't set the market. It wasn't the thing that blew everything away. It was a very, it's very creative the way they used his current contract to add the extension and to even bring the number down even more. You know, it's don't look at Look at it as like a $16 million, you know, and you're thinking like when you look at the top corners in the league, they're all making 21, $22 million a year. And to get him at the fifth slot uh, uh, with his ability Great job by the player getting it done. Great job by the agent and great job by the the, the front office for making it all work together. So Amber, it feels, when, I okay.
4: was gonna say it feels really, really good because that's one less thing to worry about at this time. Also, looking into this season, I know last year there were a lot of criticism, people that would criticize Diggs for his um, level of play, how hard he would go and tackle the, those. Things that maybe, oh, is he taking just care of himself to get that big contract or taking care of his body so he doesn't get injured? Now that's out of the question. He got the deal done. He's going to be here in Dallas for a, at least six more seasons for the Cowboys. So that's really good that we're starting off training camp knowing that he's locked in and ready to go.
1: So, what do you guys think is the most difficult contract they have left? You got CeeDee Lamb coming up, you got Michael Parsons, you got Dak coming up. And you got Zach Martin coming up. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about Zach and what all's going on with him. But you look at those big contracts. Obviously, Terrence Steele, not as big a contract. So I'm really focused more on those really big deals that could be like market-setting-type
2: deals. Which do you think is going to be the most difficult of those four? I'm— I'm going right to Micah Parsons. Uh, when it comes time to start talking to Micah Parsons' contract, uh, it gets more complex because is he truly a linebacker or is he truly a, a you know edge rusher edge off rusher. of the line? Uh, because uh, that's my answer. <laughs> He's an edge rusher. Yeah. The stats bear that out as well. Yeah. So that's going to make for a more robust and complex conversation between Micah, his agent, and the Cowboys front office. And as we all know, there's a very large chasm between top linebacker money, top defensive yep. end money. So for me, it's going to be Micah Parsons.
3: I kind of feel like this one with Dak Prescott's not getting any easier. <laughs> yeah, you know, with what we've seen with uh, with Herbert, and then and then my guy Joe Burrow uh, at Cincinnati is going to sign a massive deal too. And I give Dak Prescott credit for one thing; he's played this the right way. He really has. If you look at how he had to do with the tag situations, the things that he they've had to do to kind of make sure that they got the contract done. You know, his agent, Todd France, has not made it easy on – but that's his job. His job's not to make it easy. And, and the guys uh, that do the cap here, they know that. They know that with all these contracts. I, I love what you're talking about with Parsons, you know, because Parsons has a legitimate, you know, a legitimate point about his defensive ability. When you start to talk about the great defensive players around the league, his name always gets mentioned. It doesn't take long to call the role you know, with his group, and so I think that could be tough, but as long as these quarterback numbers keep inching up, then all of a sudden, Dak Prescott's, you know, Dak Prescott's learned how to play the short game here, you know, he's like, I'm not interested in your long-term stuff, give me, let me, you know, it's almost like, uh, You know, it's almost like LeBron James and his one-year deals where he just keeps getting a bite at the apple every time, uh, you know, that season ends. So I think that's the one that's going to be, because I I don't think they're going to give, I don't think there's going to be any discounts on this one. I really don't. Real quick
1: on that note, you you think back to when they were negotiating Dak's deal, and even like the year before that. We were talking numbers in the 30s. We were talking 35, yeah. 36, 37. Oh, yeah. Now you've got a number of quarterbacks who've already pushed over 50. Yeah. Like it, it has made, a, I think, a massive jump, probably more than any other position, yeah. in the amount that the best players at the position are, are now being paid yeah. with all these contracts. And they still got Burrow to do where is Burrow going to end up? So yeah, yeah. you're right. The, the, just the numbers alone are what is, what's going to make it a little more difficult to get Dak done.
3: Yeah, as as the quarterbacks are walking by the running backs, going, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me." Uh, excuse me. <laughs> we'll you take know, that. It's it's kind of we'll like it's kind of like, we'll it's kind of it. like, we'll we'll like when that. you check in at the airlines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you in group three? Are you in group three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Okay, uh, step uh, back, group please. three. Group three, step <laughs> back. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, We're poor, for group one. Yeah, the the quarterbacks are all going to group one, and those running backs are sitting in group nine right now. Stand <laughs> right. by. Not yeah. even exactly. Stand Where were you going with Amber? What, what do you
1: think? No,
4: yeah. it was, it's it's just insane. Going back to uh, Brian's point uh, about this short uh, term deals, yes. yeah. it's just crazy to me that we're sitting here talking about Dak's contract again, again yeah. when it feels like it was yesterday <laughs> that we were discussing his contract with the Cowboys. So, but it seems to me that based on everything we've heard from the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, Steven, Mike McCarthy as well, Mm -hmm. their level of commitment with Dak is there. Like, absolutely, they're backing him up, and they're they have shown to be full all in with Dak. So I think that they'll figure out a way to get that one done. But I would say I'm with uh, Patrick on this one as far as Micah Parsons just being a lot more complex and giving. Micah's personality not saying you know I don't know Micah's agent I don't know how he is or anything but based on personalities and how these guys are I think Micah seems that it's going to be a lot more of a headache in getting it done
3: yep. all right we're going to take our first break you could, you, could you see real quick though Micah is so outspoken that, you know, you're going to hear a lot of, no. I mean. It'll be on Twitter. Yeah, it, yeah it'll sure. be one of those things where, like, <laughs> you know, the guys over here in the cap and with the the Cowboys, front office guys, they keep everything buttoned down. Yeah. They really do keep it all buttoned down, and they believe in the back and forth, but it has to be that. But with Micah, it's going to be, there are going to be words you're probably going to hear <laughs> initially that you're like, whoa, wait a minute, and then get ready. Like we were talking about earlier in our pre-show meeting, it could be like Beyonce, the beehive. You know, the you know, if the the fan base will come on front office, what are you doing? You know, and then now, now here comes well, the attack. Let's know? just be
1: clear. I don't think there's any way that the Cowboys will lose Michael Parsons. I hope They'll not. They'll figure no. it out. There's right? that's theory. the thing. Hey, I've no, I've never in the years I've been with the team. I've never seen a player that they truly wanted that they ultimately didn't end up getting. You can make an argument maybe for Gregory because of the way that played out. But the fact of the matter is I very rarely have seen them Mm. in situations where if they want a player, and by the way, if they want a player really bad, I've never seen them lose a player they want really bad because, by
2: the way, you can
1: always pay the amount of money
2: that can get the deal done or figure out the way to get it done. And this is a young generational talent. Yeah. You're going to figure out a way to get it done, yeah. be it restructures on contracts to, to create the cap, whether it be letting a couple guys at the bottom of the roster go. You're going to you're going to get make it get done, uh, make sure it gets done for my yeah. department. All
3: fairness to the Cowboys real quick, though, on the Randy Gregory thing, and I love Randy Gregory. I really do. I feel like his agent pushed that deal. I think Randy really wanted to be here, and I think the Cowboys felt like that they had a deal done. You know the agents, uh, you know Colorado base, so you know it yeah. works out for him, and good for Randy, he got paid. And, he got paid, and know, by the and way, I, it worked out for the Cowboys too. Yeah. So I think everybody got yeah, kind of did. what they needed Absolutely. at that.
1: Because well, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the guys right, guys yeah. got yeah. And that get prompted better. them
2: to go and get Sam Williams exactly. in the second yeah. round, exactly. and Sam is on the verge of a year two breakout. So it worked out for everyone.
1: Yeah. All right, we're gonna take our first break. We're gonna come back. I got a little game for you guys in the the mode of Brian Brodus and his games. We'll play a little agree disagree. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment if you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, "Yo quiero, yo Yokiero, guacamole.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
3: Dallas Cowboys Training Camp 2023 is here, brought to you by American Airlines. Watch the team practice on selected days from today to August 15th in sunny Oxnard, California. Uh, The admission is free. For more information, visit dallascowboys.com slash training camp.
1: Make sure you come out and check that out. We are live in the second segment of The Break. We are at uh, 2023 Cowboys Training Camp presented by American Airlines. Uh, This segment of the show brought to you by Blockchain.com. Ding. Ding. You heard the ding, ding, of course, from our producer, Chris Beam. All right. Here's what what we're going to do. I got a little game for you guys. called Agree Disagree. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I got four statements. There were four statements yesterday in the opening press conference from Jerry Jones. That I'm going to throw at you guys, and I want you to tell me if you agree with them or you disagree with
3: them. That the break show should be paid more than anybody? I agree. (laughs) I agree now. Sure. Let's go for it. (laughs) I agree now. (laughs) Right. Let's go for it. All right. So here we go. First one.
1: When asked about the team as a possible contender, Jerry responds, we have a team that can compete for the top spot. Agree? Disagree? Agree. 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 Wow. All agree. Okay. I agree. Would you
4: not? <laughs> no, you not? Uh, no.
1: But I did. I expect. Yeah. I expect that some people probably raise their eyebrows. Like, okay, here we go again, because you know the national narrative is always okay. It's kind of like Texas, my Texas yeah. team. Like, we're back. Like, people right. love to jump on the bandwagon when yeah. they think that the team is good. I agree with. I you agree know, with, with them actually. Year, but I just I I expect there may be some raised eyebrows.
4: All the concerns I had, I feel like the Cowboys have addressed this off except for two parts. One. I am still kinda concerned in a combination of O line running back. So Ooh. just a running running game Ooh. overall. Yeah. Yep. There's a question mark there for me. And then the other part is kicker. Yeah, don't I think that. we're yeah. once again yeah. in this we'll that's that. the one part that <laughs> we're once again I feel like in, on the same boat as last year, as far as like they haven't really brought much competition or they're just kind of done the same thing as they did last year so those are my two concerns but but all in all looking at the team as a whole I just I feel like they do have everything they need to be capable of competing and getting to that next level so
2: I'll address it in two parts one I understand the narrative but I will say it's it's markedly different than the back end of the Jason Garrett era when you hear Jerry Jones say I think we can be a contender then you could kind of sit back and say come on you, something major has got to be shaken up. But if you look at the McCarthy era and you look at these past two seasons in particular, 12 and five, you're in the playoffs, 12 and five, you're in the second round of the playoffs. The progression is there, the building is mm-hmm. there. The defense, we were talking about it yesterday, it's wild. Just two or three years ago, we were leaning on the offense. Yeah. Now the Cowboys are we're asking, should they lean on the defense? Defense is set and it's gotten better on paper. Offensively, you go and you make moves, Brandon Cooks, which is the counterpart trade with Stephon Gilmore. So yeah, you still have question marks, offensive line, running back room, kicker is a big one for me. But if you sit back and you look at the totality of it, there's no reason this team should not be mentioned uh, in the same breath as the Eagles and the 49ers as far as the top of the NFC. Well,
3: that's the reason why right there, while they have a shot, because all of a sudden there, look with all the quarterbacks are. Mm -hmm. All the quarterbacks are in the AFC. This conference is for the taking. Yeah, you, know, you feel good about yes. You match up, you know. Usually, when you go to Philadelphia or they come to AT and you kind of feel like okay, rosters match up. Depending on how the quarterbacks play, could be a uh, could be a turnover one way or another that decides this game, or one team just gets steamrolled. You know, with the Eagles, you kind of have that feeling that you could beat them on any given day. 49ers, not so much. But see, when when Aaron Rodgers leaves this conference and goes, you know. And I'm thinking about what you have to go through. We'll see what's up in Detroit. You know, we'll see what's up with them. We'll see what's up with the commanders and the Giants and all these other teams in the division as well. But the conference is for the taking because the teams potentially that you have to deal with. It's not like dealing with things going on in the AFC.
1: All right, next question or next statement. When asked about Tony Pollard and his uh, contract situation, running backs, uh, Jerry responded, the franchise tech fit that situation very well.
3: Agree, disagree? Agree. Yeah, I, I agree. But the thing about it, it's the fact, I thought Stephen Jones was quick to mention that they did try and offer him a long-term
2: deal. He had to put that out there. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he
3: let it be known that, wait a minute now, we, we, we're okay with the franchise tech, but we tried to offer a long-term yeah. deal here. And he decided. And mentioned that. Schultz as well. Like oh, they no, tried he last did. year to yeah. offer him a long time ago. And, term and deal. I yeah. think that we might be in a similar path here. I think we might be in a similar path to where, and we'll see what happens with this running back stuff for these guys. It's been very, very difficult. And I, I had the question of has analytics ruined the running back? You yeah. know, has analytics, all these departments the now have all these part. analytics guys and gals, and they're all saying, throw it. Throw it, throw it. And me, old crusty guy, is like, I'm from an era of run it, run it. You know, I'm from that era. And I I still think there's importance with the running backs, but I think it fit the Cowboys and how quickly Pollard signed the tag. Told you it fit him right there. Yeah, and,
2: and for me it's it's twofold. Number one, the running back market is so depressed um, that it's actually depressing uh, to look at. But from the Cowboys' aspect and Tony Pollard's aspect, Pollard is coming off of a, a rookie contract in which he was not the number one guy. It was Ezekiel Elliott. So the Cowboys have yet to see Tony Pollard as the definitive number one guy. So yes, they offered him a long-term deal, but I could understand their comfort in saying, you know if you want us to up the money, here's your true prove-it season. So you could argue last year was kind of a prove-it season, but here it is, right here. And I mean at $10.1 million, you know, how can you go wrong when it comes to the salary cap?
4: Well, not only that, the fa- the fact that he hasn't been the number one running back yet completely, but also the whole injury thing. And I know I'm no doctor. I'm not in there. I don't know how he, he is physically and all that. And what we've seen so far, he looks good. But... I'm always hesitant, like to give someone a long-term deal, or you know, even if it's just two, Michael three years. Gallup
3: coming back in your mind, all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's just something that you just haven't seen it. You just haven't seen him full go just yet, and I mean, they feel confident about him being the guy for this year, but. There's still a lot of question marks there that we haven't, just, uh, we haven't seen just yet.
1: Yeah, I have to say this. I've been waiting all offseason to, to, to say this. Th- this whole thing with running backs, this is basic economics. Mm-hmm. Like the first class I took at Texas, it was an economics class, and I remember them talking specifically one day about the fact that when supply increases, that mm-hmm. drives down price. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that's happening here is you have a number of running backs that are coming into the league, and what teams have realized is that they're plentiful. There are lots of them. And by the way, what you get, the production you get from a seventh, eighth year veteran running back and what you get from a rookie running back. But I'm just saying, and what you get from a rookie running back (laughs) is not terribly different. And so when you have a large amount of supply and they're pretty comparable, what ends up happening is price goes down. The cost of getting one is cheaper. And so that, that's all that's happening. Now, the other thing you got to remember is this also can flip, too, because sometimes when you drive that price down, what ends up happening is supply also goes down. What starts happening is kids in Little League, yep. in middle school ball, in high school ball, dad saying, hey, son, we're not going to play running back. We're going to play wide receiver. You'll thank me linebacker. later. Linebacker. Right, we're going to play linebacker. <laughs> yeah. You'll thank me later. Yeah. And and what ends up happening is now you have less kids wanting to play that position yeah. and you have less supply. The most talented mm-hmm. athletes are not going to running back anymore. They're going to other positions. And then it's driving that price back up because it's harder to find a good one. This all is cyclical. It's all yeah, economics. This price. is all economics.
2: So that's, that's it. Economics is cyclical because – you know, not so long ago, it was a league that was so quarterback-driven, so yeah. pass offense-driven that well, it, it, it felt it laughable right that yeah. any team would take a running back in yeah. the top ten, top five. But then here mm-hmm. comes Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, um, Leonard Fournette, and then the running backs were Bijan the Robinson. Of the, they were the, right. They yeah. were Bijan Robinson. Yeah. They were the star of the show, and Bijan kind of broke ranking. Yeah. as we were talking about right. the depressed RB market, but in that stretch of time it cycled back to running backs being valuable and now their their market hey. is depressed but inevitably as economics goes for one reason or another It's going I believe it'll get back to them. But just right now it's gotta be figured out. Yeah,
3: the running back, okay, we always talk about oh, you could take a third or fourth or fifth round guy. Maybe those stupid scouts missed these running backs instead of them being fifth, sixth, seventh round running backs like the Pacheco in Kansas City. Maybe he should have been taken in the second round. You know? Maybe I know it's oh you could just you could plug anybody in and all that. Maybe there's been some misevaluation about the running back position that all of a sudden these guys show up or they're in a small school that the colleges uh, didn't, you know, didn't recruit the right mm. kid. And all of a sudden, he ends up at directional Louisiana school instead of ending up at LSU or someplace like that. Yeah. So to me, like the, the talent for, and the need for running backs are still there. I Absolutely. think the evaluation of the running back, and just to say, oh, you can take him or get him anywhere – I think there's been a lot of misevaluation of how good these guys really I are. I think actually... the
2: biggest problem is is like you're saying everyone in my opinion needs to stop lumping all running backs into one bucket and right. saying I can just pick from this bucket whenever I want and get the same or similar yeah. production. That's not always the case. I've always been a champion of hashtag running backs matter. But in that being said, I also state that not all running backs are the same as the other running backs. Right. Not every running back coming out of college is, is capable as Bijan John Robinson, Ezekiel right. Elliott, Derrick Henry. You're going to have some guys that are capable, but they're true fourth, fifth, sixth round guys. Right. And I think the conversation needs to be let's stop assuming that a guy who justifiably is a sixth-round flyer can step in and do the production as a Derrick Henry. When that conversation becomes more rightful and more justifiable, then I think things will start to turn.
3: You, you, you Watching Christian McCaffrey play, when yes. teams know how to use him, yeah. You know, when they throw them the ball in the swing and the screens and stuff, like, I, I told I told the running back coach here, I said, listen, hey, you figure out how to run a screen game for this football team, I'll throw a parade for you in downtown Dallas. You know, I can't tell you the last time they threw the ball the running back. If you find these – some of these coordinators find ways to get these guys going to where all of a sudden it's like, okay, I see the value here. I see the matchup values here, you know. And, and I you know, I, I think it's I, – I, I find it's – wrong and the position is devalued. I really do. Kansas City won the Super Bowl because what they could do, Mahomes wasn't great. All of a sudden what did they start doing? They started running the football in the second half. They blocked Philadelphia up front and were able to kill that game running it. You know, So to me, I, I kind of feel like there is value for that. I lived that. I lived that working for the Packers and watching Emmitt Smith, then build a lead in those games and just hammer the ball at us and we couldn't stop them. You know, there is value in that. Yeah. Destroying somebody's will to compete and running backs do that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think everyone agrees with the value of what they are, and what I mean by that is what they bring just to the don't game. Don't overpay them. The point is the that most te- most like teams like are said. starting. Most teams are starting to realize that you can just get one for cheaper. Because I I thought it was interesting when you said you know there may be a misvaluation of a player. Here's what I would ask you: One of the things I've always wondered is. It's not I, up a lot. Well, no, no, no. from from the From the standpoint of where I sit, where you know, playing fantasy football is not obviously how it works there. But in in fantasy football, when you look at a draft, the way you think about it yeah. is, it's not necessarily where the player deserves to go. It's where can I get the player. Right. So there might be a player who is worthy of being a second round pick. Right. But I know in my draft I can get him in the fourth round. Then I'm going to put him in the fourth round. Right. So I think for the running backs, I don't know that I necessarily think it's a misvaluation as much as teams are starting to realize because. Everybody else has devalued the position to some degree. I can get a guy that maybe has talent to be a first, second, third rounder. I can maybe get him in the fourth round. I can maybe get him in the fifth See, round because that's where everybody would normally
3: take them. Yeah, and to me, though, I, and when, we were, when we were on the draft show leading up to the draft, and we kept talking about B. John Robinson and, like, well, he could go with – seven he could go at 10 he could go at 26 he could go at 32 and he's very talented and it was ridiculous to me when they started talking about that Dallas could probably get him you know it was ridiculous I go this is one of the best football players regardless of position in the country you know and where he went to Atlanta I was like there you go yeah there's you know that's where he should have gone and so to me that makes sense but the, the I think where people have problems is where how much these running backs get paid you know what are you getting for fifteen million dollars? So what are you getting for twelve million dollars?
2: I tell you what, and this is my final point on the matter: if you're a team that's you know trying to figure out your offensive line, then you better have your running back position you figured out. Figure you can't that. you can't be trying to figure right. out both of those things at the yeah. same time. So if you if your O line is uh, is in flux you would like to hope that you have your running back situation set up. If your running back position is in flux, you would like to hope you got your OL situation set up.
1: All right, we're going to take our final break and come back. I got a couple more uh, thoughts for you guys, and we'll see if you agree, disagree. We'll do that when we come back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Want to use the Cowboys Locker Room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys Locker Room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks free shipping. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years, fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you?
2: Back to the break.
3: The official 2023 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine training camp preview is now available. This year's edition features scouting reports, position analysis, a pullout schedule poster, and articles from your favorite Dallas Cowboy writers. Get your training camp preview today at dallascowboys.com slash Star. Welcome back to the
1: final segment of The Break Live from Oxnard, California. Mentioning that Star Magazine, this is – I love this thing because heading into training camp, I spent a few weeks, like, going through this every day, just familiarizing myself with all the names, all Mm -hmm. the players, all the different things you got to know when you get ready to do a show. I think for a fan, this is invaluable. If you are a big Cowboys fan, you need this thing because it does allow you to just kind of know where we are, know where we set the table. For this upcoming season as we enter training camp so make sure you go out and check it out really also busy.
4: real quick just because i made a post on my instagram about it and i got so so many people asking me about the schedule poster oh, that yeah. we see as something normal we just <laughs> pull it out and put it over it's our awesome, desk actually, yeah. but yes, it's it crazy the amount of people that actually want to have this poster It's yeah. really cool you just pull it out of the magazine put it somewhere and you <laughs> just can is follow that, the whole schedule and is that the deal it used the to
3: be screen. in your desk where you had it up and then there was a bad loss and you wrote some yeah, you curse can, word or something <laughs> Yeah, Spanish game. Like you'd you write about? the score like win, 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 and then like it'd be a loss, and then you would write some curse word no, in I don't, Spanish, you know, person. about the game. Wrong but you know something, you go through our office and you'll go through the
1: desk. <laughs> and you can Lee count poster. the number of desks that had yeah, this up. Like I know I'd have it up in my office. Everybody puts it
3: up. It's such a quick it's such a quick reference. Yeah,
1: and you write
2: the wins losses down. She, yeah.
3: she would. She'd write curse words in Spanish after a bad game. Well, on like, mine at my desk, that. I
2: have a, an X over the preseason game scores, and it says IDC because I don't care about the scores for preseason. I care about did the evaluation. everybody stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. There you that's go. the question. Yeah. Everybody stay healthy. <laughs> sure. All right. I,
1: I got two more comments from you guys from the opening press conference. We're asking you if you agree or disagree. When asked about Mike McCarthy taking over the offense, Jerry responded, It's not about what Kellen wasn't, but about what Mike is. You agree or disagree?
4: That's a that's an interesting one because I have mixed feeling about it. One, I haven't fully seen, or I don't think we have in this team, obviously, we haven't fully seen Mike McCarthy calling the plays and taking over that role. I thought Kellen Moore, despite the areas where he lacked, I think overall he started his career very, very good, and he took the Cowboys to another level. He elevated the Cowboys offense, And it's shown by proof that they were in many areas the number one in the league. But there were still, they didn't get to where they needed, and there were a lot of areas that needed improvement overall. Going back to that time, I still have problems with thinking that despite you having different ideas and not wanting to butt heads with your offensive coordinator, I still think there were times that you, as a head coach, and we don't know this fully, but that I think maybe he should have taken over. Maybe he should have intervene because there goes that season that season is gone and we thought at the time the cowboys had a shot i think the last few years we thought the cowboys have had a shot and so i don't i don't know i'm curious to see how well mccarthy does uh i think he came to training camp in really really good spirits you guys know well you know derek and i've talked about this on the show Mm -hmm. before i'm super about vibes and energy and all that Mm -hmm. body language Mm -hmm. i I like to observe those things, and McCarthy came out here with his energy on point. He got out of uh, uh, out of that plane, super <laughs> oh, happy, t- giving <laughs> thumbs up. So I'm excited to, to just see him take over that role. But, I mean, that's a great way for Jerry to put it, because what else can you say about yeah. that? You appreciate what Kellen did for you, but also now you're turning the page and giving McCarthy the chance.
2: I agree with that that part of the statement from Jerry, and and because I'm on record as saying I believe that Kellen Moore was underrated by most of the fan yeah. base. I think Kellen Moore was a very very capable offensive coordinator. But two things can be true at the same time, and the other side of that truth is Kellen Moore's tendencies uh, often got in his way of what might have been a better situational play call. Talk about how the game went in Green Bay. Talk about how the Ooh. game went in Jacksonville. When you have a lead like that, yeah. you kind of want to start. Going old school, yeah, maybe yeah. get that run, run the ball in, yeah. work the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Kellen Moore's uh, exit to Los Angeles, now we're not only going to see Mike McCarthy, who is in fantastic spirits. He said himself, he's having fun. He's play, he's calling the plays again. Mm-hmm. But the question now is, he's going into year four of what's reportedly uh, reportedly a five year contract. It's time for the Cowboys to see if there's an evolved Mike McCarthy as a play caller. As this is a pivotal season for this offense, Mike McCarthy, his staff. So now you have these changes. So I do agree that it's about time to find out what version of Mike McCarthy exists now. And if it's the version that is going to be able to mix that old school style with some of these analytics, these new guys like John Park that he's bringing in, what does that look like? And I think the Cowboys are on a good road right now.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like in you know, the last couple of years you were first in points and fourth in points under Kellen Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some things that Kellen Moore was really, really good at. I think the Green Bay game was when Mike McCarthy had enough. Yeah. I think that game right there, he had circled that game as, I'm going to go back to Lambeau Field. I'm going to win this mm-hmm. team. He had this game in grasp. He had it right there in his hands. That post-game presser yeah. was... And, he, yeah. and <laughs> At that point in time, when that <laughs> yeah. happened, he that's when I think he said, no, I've got to do something. And mm-hmm. To Ambar's point, you know, maybe there needed to be more of that. And again, I'm not acting like I was on the headset, but the head coach does have the ability to click over and say, hey, listen, man, I'm going to go for here on fourth down. You got two plays to get this thing in there, you know, or hey, you need to run this ball more. We can't be in this situation. We got to find a way to burn some of this clock. You're responsible for doing that. Well, now he's just taking that away from Kellen Moore. Instead of clicking over and talking to an offensive coordinator, you know, up in the box, probably Brian Schottenheimer is going to remind him, hey, Mike, get get to this if you can. This is what they're showing us. Get to this if you can. And so maybe that it's just a matter of him getting back in the rhythm as a play caller. But it's interesting because if you go back and look at Green Bay stuff, you know, how much movement. Everybody's always freaking out about movement and motion and deceptives and all that That's stuff. That's the Cal Shanahan. Yeah, and, and, stuff. And, and, and so everybody, everybody sees that. And then you come from a program in Green Bay where, where Aaron Rodgers was like, give me the static offense. I just want to read this myself. I don't need you moving guys around. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer talked about, 30, about 70% of the offense could remain the same. The 30% to me is what I was talking about, the screen game or in the running game and how not to get shut down in the second half of the football season. If you go back and study, and a lot of it had to do with what happened there at right tackle, you know, and, entire, and, and Tyron Smith having to move around. But Mike is a play caller. It's going i think they're gonna have to come out of the gate early, and he's gonna have to find a rhythm. They can't be like kind of feeling their way and being three and three to start the season, and everybody going. Well, is this thing going to really work? He's putting a lot of pressure on himself now, calling these plays.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that you, that you have to note—I know you mo- noticed the the number of points that the Cowboys scored over yeah. the last two years. I think the interesting thing is there were games, though, where the offense just seemed to sputter, and oh, yeah. I think those are the times when that's, I, I, that's it's a where, game. yeah, that's With where, that's where I look at the Tampa at it. game. Yeah, the yeah. Tampa
3: game—you couldn't have drawn that up any better for Kellen Moore and right. these Cowboys the way that went. But then the San Francisco games—is it? are teams that you play that have really good fronts, physical fronts, going to give you problems? Right, and how do you work out of that? How do you work? And I think that's the 30% of the offense. Exactly they're trying to figure out right Right, because by the way,
1: at this point, when you're 12 and 12-5 back-to-back seasons, yeah. you're not trying to make seismic changes. You're right. looking for those, little, those tweaks, little tweaks and that's where I think, you know, for a Mike McCarthy, he's like, yeah, Kellen Moore could be really great. And let's also remember, I think this gets lost in it, this wasn't a situation where the Cowboys are like, you got to go, Kellen. Yeah. This was a no. mutual parting of right. ways. Oh, he, uh, Kellen yeah. every bit wanted yeah. to go to San Diego as yeah. maybe the Cowboys wanted to to move to, to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. So I don't think it was just a, hey, no, get out no, of the door. No, no. Um, there was not a, there
3: right. was not a firing here this exactly this was like he probably felt like after the green bay Mm -hmm. game coaches have been around him they close their door they get on the phone they talk to their buddies around the league and you know, they were having struggles in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Joe Lombardi wasn't doing a good enough job. They weren't getting the development. So it made it really easy for Kellen Ward to find a soft landing spot.
1: Right. All right, let's move on. We got one final statement that I have for you guys. We only have one minute, but I think this one could take a little <laughs> while. We can always carry over to the next show. Here's a statement. When asked about the kicker situation, Jerry responded, I think we've got in camp what can be the answer. Agree? Disagree. disagree. We
4: can end the show. Just go ahead. End D- disagree. <laughs> this is, and again, no.
1: So, so you guys, you don't believe that Viscaino is the
2: answer. I, I don't. I have. I don't have the body of work in front of me to be able to agree. Now, Viscaino or Brandon Aubrey, they could come in and they could knock it out the park, and I hope one of them do. But until I see that, you look at Aubrey's work, former soccer player, and now he's a kicker, former USFL. Uh, you look at Triscaiano, This is not his first attempt at sticking with an NFL team, let alone the Cowboys. I just, I don't have enough evidence to say I agree. And the lack of evidence leads me to disagree until further notice.
3: I know one thing. I asked my, my gang of seven, my pro personnel guys and gals around the league, and I asked about Aubrey. And my, one of my guys, and this is a team that needs a kicker that I asked, and he says he was really good in Birmingham. Smooth, accurate poise, good at kickoffs as well. Kickoffs as well. Uh, heard very good person and a wiring for the position as well. Which is mental. So that right? to me, the uh, mental yeah, part, so, because the yeah. mental part out here will be the key because mm-hmm. every time it used to be you stand out here and when they do the kicking stuff, mm-hmm. everybody would stand around and just kind of talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Now everybody is watching everybody's charting yep. and the wind coming over the top of these trees and we got these new structures around there'll Swirl. be there'll be, some, there'll be some days where these kickers might not look great and other days where we're like, oh maybe this is the right guy yeah.
4: And this is not going to happen, but I'm like, can we have just like four kickers and have a true competition? <laughs> I tried competition? to get three. I, asked
2: Jarius, I tried to get a third. You in there, did try bro. to get a third I, one. I yeah, to get a third. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. But
4: it, it's just, and again. And I think
1: that's what led to, I think we've got I in camp we, what <laughs> may be <laughs> the answer. Well, they said that
3: last
2: year, though. But he also said all options are open. Yeah. True. So they, they
3: thought they had two kickers last year, and it, yeah. it sure didn't go
1: that way all right we appreciate you guys joining us for our maiden voyage of this new version of cowboys break patrick nice job okay nice job today. to our normal our normal crew here uh we we're ready to, to get into this season deal, we got a lot y'all don't we're let me
4: doing. speak you talk too much
1: well that's where you're gonna have to just like this just yeah. elbow your way in Didn't jerry
3: madelon teach you anything out Jerry. I right, appreciate Lonnie. you
1: guys joining us we'll be back tomorrow i'm sorry we'll be back friday for our next edition of the break till then For Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production
0: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
3: How
4: about this,
3: Cowboys?